Hello, nature lovers. Welcome to Grand Birds. A show about bird life and birding in Moab and Grand County. Welcome to Grand Birds. First, an announcement. The 2022 Audubon Bird Count will be held in Moab on December 17th. If you would like to participate, please contact Count Coordinator Marcy Hafner at 435-259-6197 or email her at marcymoab at yahoo.com. Today, our guest is Mark Holmgren, longtime bird enthusiast, retired Natural History Museum curator, and eBird reviewer for Santa Barbara County in California. Here's the first part of a recent discussion we had regarding what makes a good eBird checklist. If you're not familiar with it, eBird is a global citizen science project run by the Ornithology Lab at Cornell University. The eBird project collects data from user-submitted checklists. Each checklist is a little report of a birding outing. And in our discussion, we talk about things that make eBird checklists more useful to the scientific community. To find out more, visit eBird.org and click Help on the home page. Okay, Mark, so what makes a good eBird checklist? Thanks, Glenn. There's two ways to approach this. One is, what's just a good policy with regard to eBird? You know, how do we put together what is a respectable and, and appropriate list in, in terms of the guidelines that eBird specifies. And so that's one dimension that we can talk about this in. The other is how do we create a checklist that's really becomes important to future users? And that's the key thing. Future users, is this beneficial to them? Does it contribute to long-term investigations that ultimately tell us more about the local avifauna. And that's because eBird has done already tremendous things with the amount of data we submit. But as you point out, in the future, this data can be useful for a long, long time. Yeah, exactly. So to make a decent checklist, there's certain things that eBird tells us to do and that and but some of these things it doesn't emphasize. And so it's up to the individual user to make sure that they're included. The things that I think are important are to tell a user of your checklist where you birded. And there's tools that enable us to do that. GPS coordinates are understood by most mapping programs that people use. And so that's a good way of telling us where you were birding. Hotspots are of mixed value. Hotspots kind of give us a vague definition of where you were birding, but they didn't tell us exactly how you explored that hotspot. So some additional effort by users is needed uh, because, again, eBird doesn't really provide that opportunity to uh, be specific about how you birded an area or where you went. So in that case, would you include in the comments? Yeah, Comments are the place to put stuff. A map that shows an area or a route can be made and entered in the general comments section of a checklist. And unfortunately, eBird at this time does not display publicly the track created by eBird handheld apps, but a simple three-step workaround allows one to show a route. And that can be done with um, something called embed scripts. And one can, using a tool, Flickr is the common tool that I use, 
you can create a script that takes that route, that track that eBird app provides, and uh, you can translate that into something that users of your checklist can see. If you weren't so ambitious, is it useful to just have a written description of where you went? Exactly useful, yeah. Uh, a verbal description of where you birded, the inclusion of coordinates, or a map are tools that serious birders should know how to use. And so, but lacking a map, a verbal description of how you birded the area, even what your intent was, what your optics were that you used, or what you expected to see, what was your goal? Uh, those are things that contribute to a, a competent checklist. Great. Thanks so much, Mark. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Glenn. Take care. This has been Grand Birds. Till next time.